welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kate and Nisha. Yeah! Nisha's quirk, stress ball. By internalizing her stress about the world being in chaos and crime, she converts that stress into a superpower, becoming a badass. Kate's quirk, waifu warrior. By just watching her favorite shows, she can manifest real or fictional characters into the real thing. They come to life and fight by her side. Not every character does it, though. She has to find the individual really hot. Yeah! So usually you just say, yeah, that's right. welcome to Did You Have To. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're keeping all this in. This We're is this is over, perfect. Man. Anyway, hi. Hello. It's been forever. I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. <laughs> and this is Did You Have To. Back from the dead. <laughs> I was just about to say, we're back or <laughs> we're alive. Oh, it's been a hell of a year and a half. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. It's it's been a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who won, if you remember us and y'all have just been patiently waiting to get the notification on your phone that there's a new episode of Did You Have To, thank you for believing in us and not not just deleting us from your cloud or whatever however you get your podcast. And for uh, those of you who were who were very surprised to hear our two voices pop up and said, Oh God, they're still here. Thank you for also hitting play, because we are. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Um, this episode's gonna be very different from the previous ones we've done. If you have had a chance to check them out, honestly, me and Kate just wanted to one return to our show, but also just give you guys a brief update on what have we been up to, why did we take a break, life, and then also get into anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start? Yeah, yeah, I'll start. So. Let's just really briefly talk about burnout. Because <laughs> yeah. essentially, and I'm not going to speak for Kate, but for me, I feel like we have done this show now for, at the point, it was like two years. Yeah. And then I feel all hell broke loose with the pandemic. And while we did do a pretty good job of keeping things going, like things in personal lives was hitting the fucking fan. Um, at least for me personally, grad school, um personal life family things a lot of changes I moved um and work was at least I know everybody's job during the beginning of the pandemic was rough girl you work at a hospital yeah (laughs) that no don't don't know I'm not I'm not gonna I know I'm gonna step in and be a wise Thea and say don't sell yourself short (laughs) you were doing work that was necessary to yeah. keep our communities alive when everybody else was failing us so don't sell yourself short I appreciate that but yeah so like I but burnout hit me hard and I remember telling Kate like I just feel like I'm in a pit and I cannot climb myself out of it and with grad school and us just honestly just trying to just continue I feel like there was a moment where we just didn't talk not because anybody was upset or anything it's just like shit was rough and it's just tired I don't feel like talking to anybody today and it's just like I feel like we unanimously just decide like we're gonna take a break and fast forward to a year and a half but first Kate go yeah no I mean I am 
Uh, let's see. I've been laid off. Yep. I had eight people die in 2022 to start the year. Got mm. laid off at the end of the year. Um, 2021, dealing with a lot of, like, we bought a house. We sold the house. Uh, we were house poor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I was working on a new team at the job and was the only competent person. Um, you were. You you were the only competent person, I feel like, at the company, but continue. Yeah, that's <laughs> not good. Um, and now and it it's I do the thing where like, oh, I have my husband. I need no other connection to a human being. And I just I do not message anybody. It's not it's nothing personal like Nisha mm-hmm. said. It's just kind of like I have my safe my safe space and my safe space is my husband and I don't want to talk, see, interact, do anything. And I think when you are so burned out, and this is like on top of like the content creation work that Nisha and I kept doing. Like Yes. We kept, we kept writing. writing. We kept like we kept doing all of these other things. And it's like something had to give and it was the podcast. And mm-hmm. I think that like when you are so burnt out, sometimes you just need to completely walk away and not force yourself to keep going and, and we never even really had a conversation about not doing the podcast yeah. it just stopped um true and it's it's not that neither of us wanted it to end or wanted to call yeah. it quits it was just like it's like it's when you much. just it's too much and it's just like when people be like but it's just the podcast I'm like I don't think y'all get it like while me and Kate love this like having this time to just talk to each other about anime and like to some people it will maybe seem like escapism when you get to a certain level of burnout and depression everything just feels like it's too much yeah and it's it's hard and, and to I'm gonna be up. honest like for me like I also stopped like the main podcast um uh, but why though where like I started out with everything because like it's really hard mm-hmm. to be like, oh, ha, 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 pop culture matters. And it's like, no, the world is on fire. Everybody I know is dying. Like, I, yeah. it was really hard to find joy, I guess, for like a little while there. And I was in no space to like talk to a public about yeah. things. But I will say, and just to speak to speak for you for a tiny bit, mm-hmm. listen to your auntie and your Thea and take a break if you need it if you find yourself not contacting people it's because your body is telling you you need to recuperate from something mm-hmm. if you're losing your happiness and doing something your mind is telling you that you need to relax and relief and i know especially to the women of color out there listening to our podcast specifically black and brown women you have been taught to endure 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 and you don't have to so listen to us Please do some time for yourself because we may not be the best at taking that advice, but we did. And now we're back and we're rejuvenated and thriving. Yes. Yes. I would say, honestly, like, listen to Tia Kate because she's right. I feel like me and you have always like understood like, oh, we just had to work to get through it. We just have to push to get through it. And we both have talked about how we have that. We've always had those attitudes of just like, we just have to keep pushing and pushing and then things will eventually even well, so out. You're taught, you're taught to just be tired. You're yeah. taught to like, that's just the normal feeling, which we is... have the option of rest. Yeah. Like, like that, that's on the table. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, on honest, the table. 
And when people start, and then the, you know, like the pandemic and everything, and people started talking about like, oh, let's tap into the feminine energy and like the soft girl era. I just used to look at people crazy, like, what do you mean? But then, like, honestly, having taken a break and on and like therapy has helped a lot with this. When I, when you realize when you have the support system, or you start to make firm boundaries with, I will not stay up. Like for me, I had to do that when, when, like Kate was saying, I worked for a hospital and like I was constantly having to put out new projects almost every day for communicating COVID protocols and stuff. So it's like, I had to learn like you just, I have to unplug my computer. I have to turn off my email on my phone after a certain time. And I started putting up more boundaries and I'm like, okay, I think I'm starting to get it. It's not just about like, I mean, we talk about all the time, like I, yes, self-care is a real thing. But there are people who make self-care seem like a very capitalistic, um, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just fine. All you need to do is just go do some retail therapy or like do, you can do yoga and you'll feel so much better. If that works for y'all, that works for y'all. But I don't like the narrative of like, oh, you just have to take care of yourself. I'm like, no one teaches you how to take care of yourself. And it looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like self-care for me is like in the winter, I play in, I mean, hundreds of hours of a video game with my husband and Mm -hmm. it's like the same management sim that we have been playing for like the past few years but like it's something where I detach myself entirely but it's like it looks different for everybody out there and I think you need to find what works for you I know for me like for me self-care has been routines Mm -hmm. and giving myself like routines to stay in like working out like working out for like an hour a day and it, and that's like just like walking different things every day but like just starting my day with a workout has helped me feel better but I think the other thing to understand like when you're practicing self-care too is like when you start to go into a, a depression hole again because I had I had surgery I couldn't work oh. out for about a month and then I got laid off and so I just I fell into a deep depression hole. I don't want to talk to anybody I don't want to see anybody I don't want to do anything and then when I finally made myself work out, I was like, oh, there's the there's the dopamine. I <laughs> forgot that I actually liked doing this. And like, it's okay that if the things you love also start to scare you or like, because I was scared to get up and like, I didn't want to get out of bed. Like, that's how bad mm-hmm. it was. And it's like, let yourself feel that for a little bit and then try again. And at, like Nisha said, like, have a support system there for you too, to just learn how to to be because no yeah. nobody teaches us and I know that we have a lot of black and brown women who listen to us and I know that in our cultures it is very much we are taught to be the rocks constantly yes and it's okay to just not be mm-hmm. um, and I know I needed to hear that I know you've told me that before yep. like because we we don't like we see ourselves as having to take care of ourselves and others constantly and that's just not the case I mean, yeah and it's hard too because I don't want to say that because like I know for like a lot of women who are working like I'm the sole provider for my household right like mm-hmm. it like it is up to me but there are ways to look at that reality in a way that doesn't sacrifice your time and your peace And I think that that's the important thing. Like, even when things are really bad and it's like, okay, well, no, everything is on me. How do you navigate that in a way where it's not detrimental to your health? Exactly. Um, And that's a skill I nobody teaches. 
no one tell no no one tells you we just we're, we we are assume that we're just supposed to work through it and then if until you pass out like or until things really start to hurt then you go get help um but it's like yeah. i had to have a support system of friends who could just tell me like nisha stop like just telling me to like you have done enough or whatever you get done tonight is enough like yeah especially doing going through grad school the last two years it's been challenging at some points but I learned that like I can't do everything on my own and I don't have to yeah and I don't also don't have to rush through it like I took off the summers from school and I made my program longer I also realized I'm like I ain't in no rush yeah I, I ain't gonna do that and the same thing with things at work it's just like I will get it done in the time frame that it needs to get done yeah and yeah it's just I hope other people can maybe take some take that away from us. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it's it's fine to admit when like you can let that shit yeah. go and also, come back to it. Take your PTO, take it. You don't yes. need two hundred hours of PTO in the bank because I will tell you, having been laid off, you lost a job. Is a small little dent. I would be ten times as bitter if I did not take it because I, I had started mm-hmm. taking PTO my last two years after like having been there for five years, and like take the PTO take it because I will tell you the big when I like when I got laid off my husband asked me one thing he was like do you wish you had gone to bed when I had asked you those nights and that hit like a ton of bricks because Mm -hmm. I used to work to like 11 o'clock at night trying to finish a data set I used Mm -hmm. to run myself ragged I would answer pings when I was on PTO I would do all of that and I had finally started getting a better balance but when he asked me that I was like oh I did all of that. I was the exceptional employee and I still I still got laid off. So like take your PTO, enforce your work-life boundaries. Yep. Capitalism doesn't care. So you need to care. <laughs> it's true. Because at the end of the day, as much as people want to say like, oh, people don't want to work today. No, people want to be treated as humans and respected exactly. and have rest. And honestly, I've it's been revolutionary, even though it's like, yeah, duh. But the phrase or- of your our jobs. Are, the, are not our lives they're the things that support yeah. the lives we want to live yeah well that's like very much like my mom told me she was like Miha when you die we're not gonna put great research analyst in your obituary we're not yeah you are not your job mm-hmm. um and I will say and if if just taking PTO is hard for you because you've just been taught like that I know like my mom used to be like oh you're on PTO again like because my we were always taught like don't use it save it get paid out Mm. use it and I will say very specifically like it will be good for your health it will make you feel better and if you have a hard time compartmentalizing that Say you grind and you get put under crunch for a week and you work that 70-hour week that should have been 40, take a week off. Like, yeah. take your PTO the next week and be like, look, I gave you everything. Now I'm going to go recuperate from what you just put me through. Because then you're not just taking your time to, like, mess around or anything. You're taking your time to heal from what your company just did to you. So if you need mm-hmm. a way to justify it to yourself, do that at least. But take your PTO, man. Yes, we took massive PTO from this podcast. <laughs> we did, we did. I mean, we don't get paid for this unless we somebody wants. We unless took T.O. <laughs> we took T.O. Time off. I like it. We took T.O. But if anyone wants to pay us, yes, we can make that PTO. 
uh but yeah so i feel like that covers without going giving y'all a month by month replay of the last year two year and a half um it was a sad girl era it was a burnt out girl era a depressed girl era (laughs) but here we are and we're back and we're alive and we just want to continue to bring you guys more anime content and conversations and occasionally talk about live action there's been a lot of live actions that have come out since and we we're not going to get into roster and we stuff. We, we actually do, especially that last Full Metal Alchemist. The last and, two yeah, Full Metal Alchemists. And we can bring movie. in some Manwha too. We can talk about Sweet Home. Oh. We can talk about Business Proposal. We can make this a whole just like... We can talk about... Well, we can't talk about Laura Olympus yet because it hasn't been adapted. <laughs> I feel like Timmy Turner's dead right now. I'm like, if I had one... Yes. <laughs> but... If, this is where we talk about Laura Olympus. <laughs> and people just like... This if we if it was animated already, <laughs> uh, but no, like this. Oh, and then what was the other one? Um, Alice. Oh, Alice in Borderland. Yes, and oh, that's gonna be a good one. Chef's okay, kiss. yes. We, so we'll have more stuff to talk about. But for right now, we're gonna go ahead and talk about what have we been up to since the break. Because, as Kate said, even though we took a break from the podcast, we did not take a break from content creation and other things. So, Kate, what have you been up to? Um, in the world of anime and manga, I have like a dedicated manga Instagram now. I went from like 500 followers to over a thousand, which is kind of cool. Woot woot. Um, it's just books. It's a <laughs> lot of smut. Um, my mother is the most supportive woman in the world. Uh, she liked my reel that had Dick Fight Island in it. I don't know if the poor little viejita like actually read it, but she gives me that support every time. So if you would like to be as supportive as my mother and like my smutty DL, I would very much appreciate it. Um, At this point, I'm just going to call you the BL sommelier or like just, (laughs) I feel like I can give Kate like three, honestly, we should make it a game. Give Kate like three to five words and like have you just pull a BL? Pull a BL. Like this is everybody's reading assignment. Yes. I'm looking for friends, enemies to lovers. Um, someone's a high-powered attorney or CEO. The other one's poor. Um, on or off? It's really good. <laughs> it's on Tappy Tune. You should read it. Well, I was immediately thinking of the one where we saw that it looks like Clark Kent and Batman are in a BL okay. together. But that okay, but that is not a high-powered CEO. That is a gang member, a mob boss, and a poor college student who's potato a potato. <laughs> power imbalance. We got it. <laughs> I, I, give me, give me a little power imbalance, but like, let the one who's actually has all the power end up being the bottom. I almost killed. Okay, <laughs> that's under the green light. That is the one that See? we talked about. <laughs> oh, we have we have to. We're going to turn this into a game, and we have to invite somebody out to play who's like very versed in BL. Okay, sorry I interrupted. No, I don't. Oh yeah. Uh, so I did did that. Um, I've been a Crunchyroll Anime Awards judge three years in a row now. Mm-hmm. I did twenty twenty one. I did twenty. 2021 and I'm doing 2022 now although I think it's like 21 22 23 because it's like whatever year it happens I don't know I judged last anime season and two more that which is a big fucking deal continue yeah I watched a lot of anime I didn't like and then I was like oh well I could have just 
I because I want to be a well-rounded judge, right? Like I I'm a film critic as well. And during award season, I watch all those dumb white people movies because I just have I have to say that I saw them because everybody else is gonna put them up for awards. And True. then when I don't, I at least feel good because I'm like, oh no, actually the Fablemans was boring as all hell, and I'm not gonna vote for it, but I can tell you the story. <laughs> That's how I was with a lot of a lot of the anime, except for Isekai Man. I'll watch the ones that people say are good because I gotta, but like, I, I still ain't find no isekai for me. I'm burnt um, out on isekai, and we can have an isekai episode one we day. We need to have an isekai episode because, like, it's too much. Let's the make that the next episode. That time I got and reincarnated as a spider <laughs> or slime or. The time my uncle went to a foreign land and yeah, got reincarnated uncle as another... a villainous, but then he came back and I. We can add a little bit. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, let's see. I've just been doing a lot of writing. Uh, we'll talk about Crunchyroll later, but I got to do two uh, industry panels. I was invited by Crunchyroll to be on a panel about women and finding your inner magical girl, and then I was invited on an industry panel that talks specifically about what it's like to, um, I don't want to say make content because I think it kind of belittles a little bit what we do, but like. Um, engage with anime in a way in a professional way and in a in a way about media literacy how you advocate it in uh, traditional critic spaces Um, Mm. when I say traditional critic I mean like film tv that kind of stuff and kind of the path that anime has to go Um, I got invited to the My Hero premiere but I'm in immunocompromised and at that time I wasn't going out right so I missed it Oh. But that happened, so that was cool. That's about it. And I've been—I mean, we—we've been doing writing on obviously the website, but why though? Dot net. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody can see it, but I amassed a wall of manga. That is like—it's a random assortment. You're slowly <laughs> building out your manga library that you built in Animal Crossing. Yes, I am. Ever so slowly. I did get the the biggest news of our time away is that I am now an owner of the of the Tokyo Pop published Cowboy Bebop manga because I found it at half price books for three dollars each. So oh, I am it. jealous. That's <laughs> real good. That is a fine, ma'am. Oh, that's um, dope. Fisha, how about you? Me, um, cosplay was my therapy. <laughs> well, one one form of therapy for me for like the last year honestly and it wasn't because of the pandemic that I started getting into it I just I ended up moving into my own space so I had more room to do more nerdy shit and I decided to really dedicate more time to my craft and cosplaying and credit to Kate because she gave me the idea for the name Nisha Plays and that's how like my whole platform like I've just slowly and gradually have gained more followers and like I've been encouraged to do more cosplays like honestly I'll tell y'all honest I never thought I would take pictures in a bikini and post it on Instagram for the world to see because self-consciousness but I will say cosplay has actually made me more confident in my body and more comfortable in my body like there's parts of my body where I used to like look at pictures and I would be like I hate that part of me but now I just be like I put my cosplays out there and I'm happy like I am at the point where I am almost ready to go to a con in a bikini. Well, you can't at some, but at least the ones with the shorts. Or I'm just, I <laughs> if love. You cosplay. can wear a bikini. You will show up to there. <laughs> I can't. I will. I will. And it's just like, 
cosplaying has really helped me find more people and meet new people folks that like have become really important in my life and just it's been great to build out that community more but like also I've just had more fun exploring building that kind of content um and it's like I never thought I would be a cosplayer because everybody knows I used to always call myself a low maintenance cosplayer or like or I would say I'm not a cosplayer and here I am doing full-on cosplays and actually planning out panels for some upcoming um conventions with other cosplayers and trying to put more content out like that I'm just like huh okay I guess I'm a cosplayer and that's been awesome and then I also I wrote two scripts for PBS um yes related to anime and the other one related to costuming slash cosplay um it was for their show called subcultured and I think I messaged you about I couldn't tell you until like I signed the contract and then after I did I was just like dude I almost said no because I've never written a script before (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think Kate was just like if you write that script but no I was really I'm I'm glad I pushed myself to do that because I mean like I I've told Kate many times I'm not a writer and yet she pushes me to write for but why though because yeah. you are I am but <laughs> also interesting things to say I appreciate that it's just getting the things out of my head is harder than getting them out of my mouth like I think you should do a follow-up piece to your cosplay piece that you wrote way back when because you wrote when the site was still a baby um about how like cosplay empowered you and how you looked to black cosplayers to find inspiration and like all this stuff and how other people can do it too and now you got a whole ass Instagram presence (laughs) doing dope cosplays um that's your way of yeah. pitching me to do another piece <laughs> i mean I, I think it could help some people i i think i think you i think you don't realize the impact you have on people and I how don't. hard it can be to take that step forward mm-hmm. but i think that you are really good at making people feel comfortable like they can join you in what you're doing oh. um in like their best of I appreciate that because I don't think that a lot. I bought a fucking dragon cosplay to wear at the next Crunchyroll convention. Aww. So I can be Mikey. Yeah. And since Kate is technically taller than me by half an inch. <laughs> we have my husband measure too. <laughs> That's bullshit. I still say bullshit. Anyway. But no, I that's think, did you have your puffs when you came down to visit or was that a I had my locks. That's what it was. And if you counted your locks, you were taller. Yes. But Kate's but if hair you went scalp to scalp. Scalp to scalp. <laughs> Kate has like half an inch on me. It's the fact that we literally stood back to back and like Matt, measure us. For science. Oh, uh, but yeah. So okay. For I will science consider. and accurate couple cosplays. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna do you're we're gonna do a Sailor Moon cos cosplay one day together. Me and too. our Bulma and Android 18. We have quite a few that we Girl, that was like I bought that dress like 75 pounds ago. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a new one, but <laughs> That's I'm not fine. opposed. That is fine. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with that. Oh no, I can't wait. But I'm trying to think if there's anything anything else. I'll yeah, I don't need to know too much of my personal life. Just it's been fun just like exploring cosplay and exploring different opportunities but getting into like one of the big things that happened to me and Kate last year 
um, we got invited to cover Crunchyroll Expo. And that was a pretty big, I mean, well, first of all, we've been, but why that was been invited in the past, um, what was it? The Not the first one, right? Like they've done it in the pe- beforehand, but like yeah, the one I, in I think 2020. To, I think to clarify is that before we would apply, right. we would apply and then hope that we got approved. Um, and then this time it was just like, y'all gonna come? Y'all gonna come, right? Right. That that's the difference. <laughs> that was a big difference. That was a huge difference, and that was a huge deal because it's just like Crunchyroll Expo is huge. And mm-hmm. getting Kate, as Kate mentioned, she got invited to be on two panels there. She was amazing on them. Um, and then also getting invited to cover it for press was. Uh, I interviewed the CEO of Mappa about Chainsaw Man. Right. You did that. <laughs> and the cast of Jujutsu Kaisen. I interviewed King Vader. Mm-hmm. And you interviewed uh, the cast of Dragon Ball Z Superhero. Super yes. Super Superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zeno Robinson remembers me. And I can, yes. and that will make, always make me happy. <laughs> oh, the, the, the voice of of Nalvara like literally saw me like sitting at a panel like in a yeah. room and she walked in front of me she's like oh hi Kate how are you doing I was like yep and hi you know me okay not that you didn't just talk to her a few hours ago but no I was on a panel with her which I guess is like the cooler thing is I was on mm-hmm. a panel with voice actresses and I was like talk like Talk about imposter syndrome. It's like, why am I here? Like a bitch. Like a <laughs> bitch. I was like, why am I talking to the voice of Gohan? What? What? What is happening? What has the world become? But it's just, that was, I feel like it was a great opportunity to just be invited and just like awesome. It was an awesome time, one, for us to like, just like see each other in person again, because we hadn't seen each other and in I, almost a yeah. year. And I do want to like not make this just about me and Nisha. Like the reason yeah. we were invited was because of how good our site's coverage of anime has been. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge shout out to Charles, one of our writers, who mm-hmm. was a powerhouse covering pretty much every major title that was coming out um, for the past two years. So he really carried a lot of our, our anime content through. But like we've really solidified ourselves as an outlet that does anime and does it well and does it right mm-hmm. um and we're we vanity fair yeah <laughs> sorry that is totally a dig at their mugen train bs but sorry continue yeah, and the guardian oh, um the guardian but no we like we get access to movies now like nisha got to watch one piece red beforehand she put out mm-hmm. a whole video review on it like and that's probably the exciting thing going into this is we're gonna be able to talk about so much more ahead of time um and Mm -hmm. really be able to give you all like the latest and greatest of anime and manga because we got access to it and we're not like begging for it like we've we've actually established ourselves as people who cover it so Mm -hmm. i mean trusted in the space too right and that feels really good like when you meet the people who work with crunchyroll and other like all these other con- like um, contacts. It's just like it's nice to know that they recognize you and like recognize our site as like oh they're good people and they do good work and we yeah. want you covering this not because you're gonna say nice things because like Kate has had reviews where she's called out like there was that what was it the God of High School episode 
mm-hmm. with that be- ter- yeah y'all can that go real anti-black imagery yeah that was that was rough and it's just yeah. like they, and like people have complimented like thank you for saying something because well, other even, people like, probably wouldn't have said well, that even when we went to Crunchyroll like when we went to the Crunchyroll Expo like that weekend like before we got on the plane I was dragging Crunchyroll <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. because they were removing 18 plus stuff from right stuff after the acquisition which for yep. me is a big issue because we do not need to be purifying anime to look a certain way to certain people mm-hmm. um so i was able to do that and i i felt comfortable i remember telling one of the pe- one of the people from crunchyroll i was like i'm sorry i was kind of mean and they're like no somebody needs to say it and at least you're thoughtful about it and i was like okay yeah I mean, like, that just goes to show that people people who really want to work with you want to hear your voice and want yeah. to know your actual thoughts. They don't want you to kiss their ass. Yeah. So that's always a good feeling. But, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Like, going back to this, though, I remember when we first started this podcast and we said we wanted to be in the positions that we are now. And look at us. That is crazy. That's real yeah. crazy, actually. Who would have thought? Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. but no i think that's awesome but um i guess to segue into let's like just talk now we can talk about the show and like what things we're excited about getting back into i for one have i'm like really excited about getting back to like these really we me and kate have really great nuanced conversations about anime in general but like when we talk about a lot of the stuff going on right now when it comes to is live action the like ultimate form of entertainment or how like these certain adaptations are getting bought out by western studios and like or what does that mean how all of the award seasons don't have a single japanese film listed when jujitsu kaisen and inya like came out and are like yeah uh yep yeah you're yeah <laughs> no 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 that's, that, a great that's point. been bugging me like especially because like i'm a member of like voting critics orgs and not a single person have, has watched these international animated films and i'm like yo stop giving stuff to disney because jujitsu like mappa came in and did jujitsu kaisen and told a story about grief and love and finding a reason to live and y'all out here giving light year nomination oh my god and i'm just like oh great the movie that everyone could have seen where that was going i just is there sweet jesus i can't <laughs> i can't not that i hate <laughs> on this podcast oh uh, but yeah like conversations like that because i feel like not everyone's having these discussions especially with like we're not gonna get into velma let's just st- that that can be discussed somewhere else but it's like i think that we should definitely talk about adult animation when it comes to like anime and like kind of like what you touched on kate like why are people why do people feel like they have to purify anime why is it a thing that like right stuff should have been able to keep you know it's 18 plus content and even if it is acquired by crunchyroll like we can go on crunchyroll and watch a series that is clearly not for children so why is the why is there this urge to try to make everything seem more presentable and appropriate when it comes to anime now and I have my own thoughts about that. I'm sure Kate has thoughts about it. But, like, you know, look forward to these kind of conversations. And, of course, like, just us either shitting on a live action or showing y'all that there are actually good live action anime. And I pray to God that the Naruto movie is not real. But I'm going to stop there. <laughs> just, 
I'm excited about the One Piece movie, the One Piece series, though. Yeah, I I'm interested to see where that goes, especially because of how much Oda is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my larger thing that I'm excited for is I want us to do more reviews of films from G Kids. So yes. G Kids is a uh they're a film rights distributor here in the U.S. and they get a lot of uh asian content so like new gods young john that is a film that is coming out this friday from china they did bell they did inya which i think everybody should watch um mm-hmm. that's... loop in the first yeah loop in the first they did um what was, a... what was the M- miziaki G- junior movie earwig and the witch oh the witch Yep. by Don Gleese, they like pretty much if there is a major Japanese title that comes out that isn't attached to an existing shonen series, mm-hmm. it is gonna come from G Kid. So I would really like to start covering more of that, more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to get people turned on to those films because I think a lot of the times it kind of fell fall by the wayside. Like we all know Black Clover's coming out. Yeah. Most people knew Jujutsu Kaisen was coming out. We all know about Demon Slayer, but what about these? non-affiliated feature films that are extremely good that more people should be watching that's something i'm really excited for especially when people keep asking for new original stories i think that's really important because like yes i love shonen i love existing there are existing titles and franchises that i love when they get movies but like i i like g kids because they do put out original stories and it doesn't always have to be a sequel of something it can just really be a standalone story so, yeah, I think that would be a really great thing that we do. We just cover more of their films. Because, like you said, why do not, why do, why have like two of their films that, like, I feel like when they came out, because it was in UO, and what was the other one you said? Which is Goodbye, Don Please. Yeah. Belle. Belle was huge when it came out. Yeah. And it's like, no, like this stuff took over TikTok and other platforms for weeks. And it's just crazy to me how not, it's just silent now that it's award season. Yeah. So yeah, so we will we will be here to bang on our pots and pans to get you to hype up, watch, do all of that. And the cool thing is, is we have access now, so we can get we can tell you ahead of the theater, um, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yes, yes, we've made it, Mama. We made it. Um, <laughs> I will say, and I I am interested, and I will I will throw this out to if anybody is listening to us right now, this is your chance to tell us. I would like us to do a little smutty corner. Ooh, every yes. episode as well <gasps> and if you're listening <sighs> and you would like a little manga trash or we talk about some of our smutty wrecks for like we'll limit ourselves to like 90 seconds a piece like we gotta sell something we're reading in 90 seconds we'll oh i can do that and everything <laughs> hit us up let yeah. us know when you hear this like press pause on your spotify or whatever the hell you're listening to and tweet one of us both of us whatever and tell us if you would like to hear it. Yes. I like this. <laughs> All two of you who are listening. I mean, hey, we did pretty good. We oh, what was the highest? It's been got? a year and a half, Nisha. Maybe they still love us. <laughs> I'm just hoping people left us on auto download and forgot. I do too. Just pop up. Like, who are these women? Right. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to do some promotions. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, that kind of covers everything. Oh, I guess real quick, what is one anime? So, since like we can get one recommendation in this podcast, 
What is one anime you've been watching? The Fire Hunter. I was going to say Buddy Daddies, but I feel like everybody and their mom knows about them on Twitter. But The Fire Hunter, that is a new anime. It is it is from, it is written by the director of Ghost in the Shell, um, the original Ghost in the Shell. It is a fantasy series where when an ember, a spark, any sort of fire touches a person, they spontaneously combust. Um, or I... The way I've been describing it to people is if you liked the Deer King or Princess Mononoke, you will like the Fire Hunter. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, that airs every Saturday. Okay. I'm um, here for it. I'm here for it. Um, as for me, Trigon just started, but like, it's so good. It's so good. I'm only two episodes in. Animation is amazing. Just chef's kiss. Studio Orange knows what they're doing. <sighs> give them all the money and then just to throw in one more Tomo-chan is a girl y'all if you ever wanted to see a romantic comedy with the tomboy girl I know that's a it doesn't matter you know what I mean if you ever want to see the tomboy get attention and be loved on or at least be the romantic interest go watch Tomo-chan is a girl because it's literally about this girl who is a tomboy and she has just been like her she's been in love with her guy best friend yes it is the friend the the childhood friends trope but i like it because it's fresh and it's not just about her feeling like she has to change her ways or her behavior around him in order for him to recognize her as a girl it's very much about her realizing that like she doesn't necessarily have to change herself it's just that she needs to learn more about how to interact with guys and girls because it's she and she's learning that from the perspective of like oh I've always just been one of the guys how do I get him to start treating me as a girl and that doesn't mean she has to start make changing her personality I think that's the more the best part about it is like she's still Tomo yeah and I love it so I guess that's it that's what we've and been buddy watching. Daddies, I'm gonna just say, it. watch Buddy Daddies. <laughs> it looks like a more adult Spy X Family. And I'm gonna okay, watch okay, it. okay, mm, okay. So no, stop comparing it to Spy X Family. Everybody, okay. no, it is not the same. They are not a fake family. They are a real family. Mm. These two people are best friends living in a <laughs> anime best friends. How about to say, Kate, best friends. <laughs> So, like, it does this stupid thing where they, like, tell you that one of them is a womanizer because they're like, oh, he's not gay. It's like, no, they're not going to be the allegations. He's gay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But they are best friends. One is a hitman. One is the one who coordinates everything. And they Mm -hmm. make a dumb, like, they end up killing this little girl's father and is like, oh, shit. Well, I guess we got a kid now. And and chaos ensues. It's great. The reason I say to stop comparing it to Spy X Family is that there are wholesome bits, but there is so much murder. Like outright murder. Like outright like shooting someone in the face because they interrupted you while you were talking about who was going to go pick up your daughter murder. So like... Yes. I'm here for it. I mean... Differences. Similarities are there. And I know why everybody is is comparing them but i just i don't want people to come in with the wrong expectations right it's not a fake fa- like and it's not it's more of a found family versus yeah. fake family and i and i get that because i'm like i read the synopsis and i'm just like i'm just waiting for there to at least be like yeah. three to four episodes out and then i will yeah, start that, that's it. a good choice yeah just because i'm like i i am tired of watching things week by week and one piece already has me in its clutches yeah um but i'm I really want to watch it because I'm like, 
Spice Family is over and I want something with more adult, you know, the espionage yeah. or, you know, violence, but still give me wholesomeness. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Um, I will say I need it to be more gay real soon, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm hoping we get like a pro Mary Yuri on Ice where it's like they're not gay, but they are gay. <laughs> like they really are gay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll wait. Um, we I really want to go through the frustration of Yuri on Ice all over again, and we still haven't gotten a movie. <sighs> um, I will say, uh, I'm reviewing both of those at butwhytho.net weekly. So as soon as that episode goes up, I watch it and review. Nisha is reviewing what Vinland Saga and Tomachan is a girl. Yep. Um, so completely different spectrums for me. Oh, completely. Be ready to be depressed in Vinland Saga. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Make sure y'all check out our content that we write on the website. And again, as Kate said, is but why though? But why though? Dot net now. Yeah, we bought a whole damn new domain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, with that, I guess it's time for our outro. So where can people find you, Kate? Uh, you can find me at Oh My Myth Rander, O-H-M-I-T-H-R-A-N-D-I-R on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I like to get bigger on Instagram. So like, go follow me there um, and look at my anime or my manga stuff. There's There's a lot of it. There's a lot. Um, and you can read all of our stuff at thewayther.net. Excellent. And you guys can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Nisha Plays. That's where, honestly, all of my content goes for cosplaying. And I'm starting to do more content around the things that I'm covering. So, again, that's at Nisha Plays, at N-E-Y-S-H-A-P-L-A-Y-S. And if y'all are still following D-Y-H-T underscore pod on Twitter, it's Forget still- it's, You had that. It's it's there. If you want to tweet at us there, we will start responding there. So um, go ahead and follow there. We got to 1,000 followers. We was like, we made it. We done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we miss y'all over there because we miss ourselves over there too. But yeah, go ahead and follow us there. And with that, <clears throat> I haven't done this in a while. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be, wait. Has Kate started watching one piece yeah i have i did it <laughs> okay i am <laughs> i am 15 episodes in i don't care a win is a win a win is a win <laughs>